Well, hello, everyone. Happy New Year, and welcome back to a new episode of Coping. Yes, Happy New Year, everyone. We're so excited to begin a new series this episode. And it's movie awards season in our household. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean, Kevin? (laughs) Yeah, it's movie awards season in everybody's household. But our household is special in that I am a Screen Actors Guild member, which means that every year around this time, uh, I get a bunch of screeners. Um, I used to get them in the mail as hard copies, and now everything's digital. So uh, I get an an awards pin, and I get to sign in and watch all the movies that are nominated. Um, And uh, it's a fun time of year because we watch more movies than we do the whole rest of the year combined and mm-hmm. and then I get to vote so um, it's been a really fun uh, award season a lot of good movies this year yes speaking of stories in today's episode we're exploring the power of story and I'm excited to dive into this issue let's get started So I know both you and I love a good story. Why do you think that is? I think that our stories offer a window into our experience, into our lives, truths about who we are, where we've come from. Um, And it connects us to one another because although we may not have come from the same background, the same experience, there's this common or shared humanity that each of us has that connects us on a deeper level and our pursuit for meaning and for connection. Yes, absolutely. I think that the power of story has the ability to change the way that we perceive ourselves, others, and to bring us together in a world that right now seems so divided. That's right. You know, both you and I are in the business of story catching. As a hospital chaplain, I spend my days listening to people's stories and uh, their experiences with new diagnosis and um, illness and recovery. Um, And I I spend a lot of the time listening and hearing their story, affirming them. And Mm-hmm. You know, you do the same work as a life of vocation coach. A lot of your time is spent listening and capturing people's stories. Although we do give mm-hmm. uh, counsel and we do give uh, guidance and reframing to people's stories, um, a, a large majority of the time spent is mm-hmm. listening and, and hearing people's stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I love Harry Johnson's quote. He says, we are all story. We are the stories mm. we are told and we are the mm-hmm. stories we tell ourselves. Wow. So I wonder, how are you the story you were told? Mm. Gosh, that is complicated, right? Um, there's parts of my story um, that were told about me that I have spent a lifetime and a lot of therapy mm-hmm. trying to overcome. Um, mm-hmm. Stories of uh, being dumb, uh, being not good mm-hmm. enough. Um, Mm -hmm. stories of struggle and generational um, bondage. Um, But then there's also parts of my story of um, being a leader, uh, being um, a spiritual guide, uh, being a compassionate uh, human, um, being a support person. And I I think both of those stories are true in many ways, but it's complicated and easy Mm -hmm. to get stuck in 
um, the hard parts of my story and the tension of my story. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely complicated and, and a story that's continue, continues to unfold uh, to this day as I continue in therapy. Mm-hmm. What about you? How are you the story that was told about you? Sure. So I shared this at our retreat on Sunday um, as we're going to explore this in our podcast today. One of the stories that I was told was that I could never measure up. I was not good enough, especially like academically. And I'm always trying to perform, please, um, in my family of origin. And even Mm -hmm. now feeling that I don't live up to Mm. those expectations. But there was a marked period in my life where I decided to let go of that. Mm. It's still, like you said, an ongoing struggle to Mm -hmm. not live into the story you were told. But there was a time in my life where I decided, made a decision that I would, that I was not that story that Mm. I was told, Mm -hmm. but that I would be working against the story that I was told into a truer story. Can you unpack that a little bit? Like first, like how did you become aware of that story that was holding you back, that was keeping you stuck as we've talked about before? And um, like, what is the process of getting unstuck? Well, it was clear to me early on, this was like in college, there's an incident. No, actually, there is a, well, college, I can use a college example, actually. I knew that I had achieved the highest levels that I could like academically Mm. and I would bring (laughs) the results back to my family and Mm. they were negatively received or not Mm. received in the way that I wanted them to be it kept Mm. happening again and again Mm. and even though I was more than content and satisfied with my progress Mm -hmm. they were not and that's where there was if you want to call a uh, it's a dissonance, right? Mm. So they're two competing stories and they Mm -hmm. kept conflicting with each other. And I had to decide which story I wanted to tell. Mm. So I begin to realize even in this story that I was told that there are, there are three main story myths, Mm. limiting stories, stories that keep us stuck throughout Mm. our lives. And that, Typically, most everyone can identify with one or more of Mm. these. The first step in broadening your story or the story you were told is to identify what story myth resonates with you. Mm. What are those three story myths? Can you tell me a little bit about those? Sure. So the first one is, I am not good enough. And you and I have already talked about that story Mm. myth and how it resonates within our lives. Mm. The child that somehow cannot please their parents in whatever Mm -hmm. way, Mm -hmm. looking for attention, wanting to be star student. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with all of the things that we're talking about, but when that becomes your perpetuating motive in your Mm -hmm. life, Mm -hmm. you're not living into your true story. You are still trying to be good enough. So Mm -hmm. the first story myth is, I am not good enough. Mm -hmm. And... How do we overcome if that is our story that is holding us back? How do we overcome that feeling? Because I know there's been times in my life where um, that 
um, was the story that was told about me, but I believed it. And the evidence that I had in my life was that mm-hmm. what I was doing wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. I wasn't living to my fullest potential. So like thinking back mm-hmm. to my 18, 19 year old self, like what could I say to him to help him um, in that story that he was stuck in, that I was stuck in um, and believed about myself because it was largely largely true. Well, this is where the power of story does come in. Um, number one would be to acknowledge maybe the places where you, you aren't good enough um, and begin to step out of the fixed story into a broader story that is more a story of growth mm. and change. Mm. So for me, for example, if I continue to believe the myth that I just wasn't mm-hmm. good enough academically, that mindset would not help me to achieve. Instead, I had to begin to consider the possibility that maybe mm. I was good enough and that that could potentially mm. spark more growth and more mm. abilities for me to step into uh, this power and strengths that I mm. actually had in my life instead of being stuck in, oh, mm-hmm. that's Kathy. She just mm-hmm. can't make the grades. Right. Yeah, the way, the way that I think about it is sometimes the way that we tell our story is that it's set that um, there's like a finality to it, right? That like, this is who I am and Correct. I'm not going to change. There's, I have no, I'm not capable of change. Um, and Correct. what you're saying is the power of story is considering the possibility that um, although it may be true that I'm not enough or my grades are not what I want them to be or my life is not what I want it to be, considering the possibility that maybe the story isn't set, maybe it isn't finished, maybe there it isn't the final chapter, that maybe right. it's true Correct. that it's not enough and I want something to be different. And so I'm living into um, a new story out of that truth of I don't feel enough, but I'm going to seek out ways to have that story unfold in a new way going forward. Correct. That's Correct. so good. I think that, that I mean... I, that makes so much sense. That that would be super intuitive for my young self. That um, there was a lot that was pointing to the fact that I wasn't good enough, and I wouldn't really amount to anything. Um, I don't really know how things turned around for me, but looking back, um, I didn't want that to be my story. So you began to surround yourself with people who would write a new story for you. That's what happened in your life. I was there. You were around people like me who said, no, this is, your story isn't the, I didn't graduate from high school kid. Your story is the story of someone who has a dream to go to Los Angeles Mm. and dream bigger than you could ever imagine for yourself and for your life. But part of it, I don't know if this is another, you know, if this is related to another story myth, but um, I also believe that I was the only one that was struggling in this way, that everybody else around me had their life together. I was the only one that was struggling. And what I learned sure. is that those people sure. around me that had their lives uh, on a different path had come through mm-hmm. a lot of trials and, and challenges mm-hmm. and had overcome those. And because I learned mm-hmm. that that was possible, I believed a new story for myself. And so you touch touching on the second limiting 
mm. story myth, and mm-hmm. that is I am alone. Oh, wow. I mm. am the only one going through this. No one understands. And mm. here's the thing. It's true that nobody has gone through exactly what you're going through, when sure. you're going through it, how you're going through it. Sure. But it's not true when we take on a mindfulness perspective about our story that Mm -hmm. says, okay, I am broke. I don't have any money. I don't know. I'm going to lose my house. That there are others going through that right now, even Mm -hmm. as you say these words, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the antidote to this is the power of story mm-hmm. because then you connect. Feeling alone is disconnecting. Sharing your story is connecting. Sure. How do you encourage somebody who's stuck in the I am alone story? Um, it, it seems as though this myth, um, there can be like a catch-22 scenario where sure. they're alone and they don't have anybody to share their story with. And if sharing their story is going to make them feel less alone, how do they break out of that? How how does one who is actually alone and feels alone start using the power of their story to be less alone? Sure. And we we don't want to minimize the loneliness. The Surgeon General has said that we're in an epidemic Mm. of loneliness. He's declared Mm -hmm. it a national emergency. So Mm -hmm. we're not minimizing anyone's loneliness or feelings of alone Mm -hmm. today. We want to tell you that it is real. And so Mm -hmm. as he said, and as we say it, be well, the antidote to loneliness is to reach out, is Mm -hmm. to find community, is Mm -hmm. to join a class, uh, Mm -hmm. to go to your faith center community, Mm -hmm. to join one of our groups we have a story class starting wednesday mornings and it's virtual Mm. so you can join from wherever Mm. you are Mm. to reach out to dispel the idea that you Mm. are alone Mm -hmm. um you are feeling alone Mm -hmm. and so of course that is your truth but Mm -hmm. to dispel that is is by reaching out Mm. and connecting yeah. And one of the things I've learned from you um, and your work with students over the years is that um, oftentimes a student will start with you in private coaching and then uh, you'll uh, funnel them into a group setting. And that is where they start to see some major breakthroughs in their life and start to overcome some of the obstacles in their life. Why, why is that? Why, why is it that somebody who is alone feels that their life starts to change when they're in a group setting as opposed to getting that help from a coach individually? Because we were created for community and relationship. Mm. So the mere fact of being related and connected in community Mm -hmm. is tapping into the true story Mm. of ourselves, that the creator Mm. created us to be in relationship is a relational God God, and Mm. desires us to be in relation. And when we're not, Mm. we are literally cutting off of ourselves mm-hmm. to what how we were created mm-hmm. and that's how we get stuck in our story our story stops unfolding mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. we're not in community part of what we are created for yeah mm-hmm. and you said that mm-hmm. there's three main myths what's the what's mm-hmm. that third myth sure so to review i am not enough was the first mm-hmm. one the mm-hmm. second one is i am alone mm-hmm. and the third myth is I am invisible. 
Mm. Wow. So this one is, if you grew up as an invisible child in your family, Mm. you may struggle as an adult with a need to be seen. Hmm. You know, it's the pick me, pick me, sort Hmm. of like, oh, I'm not chosen. It is sometimes related to issues with belonging and fitting in. Mm-hmm. Um, these folks grow up as sometimes literally talking louder mm-hmm. than most people in the world mm-hmm. to be heard and seen. Wow. It's very interesting. Wow. And what is the remedy? Um, how do folks who feel invisible and are stuck in the story that I'm invisible, how... How do they overcome that? So the folks that are invisible oftentimes have trouble leaning into their authentic story because they're denying their origin stories. Mm. Ironically, they wanted to be seen. And then so because they weren't, they deny the origin story. So Mm. one of the antidotes is a telling of their authentic story, like all the good, the bad, Mm. and the ugly, and sharing that Mm. authentically with the world. And with that, Mm. then comes, like we've said before, that then they're heard and seen through the telling of their authentic story. They connect with someone who Mm. says, wow, that happened to me too. Thank you so much for Mm. like sharing that. I had no mm. idea. And mm. then they're no, no longer mm. completely invisible, at least for that moment in time and space, when they're being acknowledged for the very thing that they were denying. Mm. Yeah, I could imagine the folks who are set in the story, I'm invisible, only wanting to share the positive aspects of their story mm-hmm. because they're wanting people mm-hmm. to see them <laughs> in a positive light. Exactly. That perhaps there's this underlining belief that the reason why I'm invisible is because there's nothing valuable uh-huh. about me. And so let me highlight the good things right. and leave behind yes. the things that are causing me to be invisible. Yeah. And what you're saying is that the exact opposite is true. But it's the broken pieces are the ones, yeah, the broken pieces are the ones are actually the connecting pieces, Mm -hmm. the missing pieces of the puzzle to help us feel more empowered, more seen, more heard, Mm. more connected. Yeah, that's really good. Mm -hmm. And one caveat I would say to everyone out there as you're exploring your origin story and your story misses be sure to share your story with a Mm. trusted person sometimes we perpetuate this whole myth when i know someone who is an invisible person and they go back to their Mm. family of origin that continually perpetuates Mm. the idea they're invisible and they share the story and they're like so kathy like they just shot Mm. shot me down and i was like okay Because you need to go to a safe and trusted person to share the story. So just one Mm -hmm. caveat there. Don't go back to the same places where those Mm -hmm. reinforced stories were Mm -hmm. and thinking that, oh, I'm going to share my authentic story and now it's going to work. Anything to say about that, Kevin? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking is that we often go back to the, the origin of where we adopted that, um, limiting aspect of our story to try to remedy them Mm -hmm. and thinking Mm -hmm. that if they can, if, if they're the ones that, uh, 
gave me this limiting story. They were the ones that reinforced that I'm alone, I'm invisible, I'm not enough. If I can go back and convince them that I am enough, that I'm not invisible, that uh, perhaps that will make me feel better. And what I'm hearing you say is that um, going back there is what reinforces the hurt and reinforces the false beliefs about ourselves and and reinforces these Mm -hmm. myths that we believe that keep us uh, stuck and and set in our stories. And so instead, we need to find um, safe people, um, new people, perhaps, um, who can see us, hear us, affirm our story and uh, set us on a new path of telling a new story and believing a new story about ourselves. Right. We we want to add characters to our story and mm-hmm. we want the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. We want the teammates. We right. want all of those people cheering us on as we sure. write the new chapters of our story. We typically we can't go back right. um, to characters that have been uh, left behind in the script. There's new characters that are being written in to tell a new story. Mm. So, so today we've learned the power of sharing, telling, and embracing our stories to release or begin to begin a new story mm. um, from our story myths. And if you love this topic, um, please consider joining our small group journey, Reclaim. That is starting Wednesdays from wherever you are. We're actually going to be telling and writing our stories, um, which is a very powerful and healing in a community, a safe community. So check out our website for information to join that. And um, thanks for joining us today. And so to end our episode today, I'd like to conclude with a story blessing by Jan Richardson. You might think this blessing lives in the story that you can see, that it is curled up in a comfortable spot on the surface of the telling. But this blessing lives in the story beneath the story. It lives in the story, inside the story, in the spaces between, in the edges, the margins, the mysterious gaps, the enticing and fertile emptiness. This blessing makes its home within the layers. This blessing is doorway and portal, passage and path. It is more ancient than imagining and makes itself ever new. This blessing is where the story begins.